right, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Ephesians again, Ephesians chapter number 6, Ephesians chapter number 6. If you can think back all the way back to Sunday night, I preached from uh, Ephesians chapter number 6, one verse of Scripture, and uh, we looked at a few other places, uh, speaking of an aspect of prayer, and uh, we're going to look at the same verse of Scripture tonight, and uh, we're going to look at a few places as well. And uh, another different aspect of prayer. And uh, so we'll look at Ephesians 6. And I'm going to begin reading with verse number 13 again. It will read down through verse number 18. Ephesians chapter number 6. Uh, begin reading with verse number 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Uh, now, verse 18 is our text verse, and uh, you cannot look at verse 18 without it being in context with the previous verses. Uh, we as Christians, we know that we have uh, a right to pray, and we pray through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is through Him that we have access to the Heavenly Father. I think as Christians, we would all be in agreement that we should pray. Uh, I think that's just whether no matter uh, where you are in your Christian life, there's just something that says, you know what, I should pray to my God. I think we as Christians would, would say also that we need to pray. Uh, we are not self-sufficient. And uh, when you think you're self-sufficient, you're gonna, God will remind you very, very quickly uh, how insufficient you really are. We need to pray. I think we would all say that uh, we could pray more. No matter how much we pray, uh, I think we, are, we, we understand the importance of prayer uh, that we should find opportunities to pray more. Uh, but there's some important things about prayer uh, that I hope that we got from Sunday night. Praying always. Our first response uh, is, should always be to pray. We have a need. Let's talk to God about it. Uh, we, we have something that we're facing. Let's talk to God about it. We make the mistake as people of talking to other people before we talk to God. And we ought to talk to God about it. But we're going to look at another aspect of prayer, verse number 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. I want you to notice that phrase, with all prayer. And we'll look, we're going to look very practically at the Word of God tonight. I think it'll be a help to you if you, if you pay attention. And so we'll have a word of prayer, and I want to, I want to teach tonight on all prayer, with all prayer. Father, help us tonight as we uh, look in the Word of God. I pray that uh, our attention would be focused on you. May the Spirit of God teach us, instruct us tonight. Uh, may battles be won because we take what is said tonight and apply it to our life. Uh, may we have victories in our, in our Christian life. May uh, souls be saved as a result uh, of our prayer lives. Uh, Father, I pray that you'd bless our time this evening. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, before we get into the outline tonight and get, get into the uh, gist of most of what I want to say, I want to remind us about verse 18 as it comes on the heels 
of the teaching by the Apostle Paul about the armor of God. As a, as a Christian, we are in a spiritual warfare. We're seeing some things play out in our nation today that ought to be very troubling to us. But make no mistake, this is not, this is not as a result of a political battle, a political revolution, politics, bad policies, uh, systemic things in society. This is a spiritual battle that is being played out on the streets of our nation. And we need to, the sooner we understand that, uh, the, the better that we'll be off uh, in dealing with these things. Uh, there's a spiritual implication in the life of a Christian. Now, I may, I'll review some of this for this, this evening that I said Sunday night, but I believe it's important that we do so. Uh, putting on the armor is a spiritual matter. Uh, we are to engage in spirit, understand that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. How many of you are, are saved tonight? Let me see your hand, okay? That's a wonderful thing to be able to say, I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm on my way to heaven, my sins have been forgiven, but let me remind you of something, Satan still hates you. Satan, he knows, he knows that he cannot take you to hell with him, but he, he wants to destroy you, he wants to keep you ineffective, so that you don't influence somebody else to get saved. That's his whole goal. That's why he'll, he'll dangle sin in front of the Christian, because if he gets entangled in sin, he knows that he is not going to be the witness he should be, and, and so your, your life as a witness will not keep somebody else. Un, un, people who are living after their flesh, they're not soul winners. It's just a fact. So he'll dangle that in front of you. Uh, he'll also, as I preached a couple of Sunday nights, he'll get you entangled in things that aren't even bad. But as long as it keeps you from being a witness, as long as it keeps you from the things of God, he's happy because you are not engaged in the battle for men's souls. And so when it comes to the matter of prayer, it is, a, as we know, a spiritual matter. Notice what verse 18 says, "...praying always with all prayer and supplication." In the Spirit, you cannot live a carnal life and participate in spiritual warfare. This kind of prayer is in the Spirit. Oh, I pray. Make sure you're, in a, you're in a, living a spiritual life. If you're going to engage in more than, Lord, thank you for my food, bless it in my body. You, a lot of times that's what we mean by prayer. Pastor, I've, 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 I've prayed about it, and, and, and basically what we say when that comes, I've prayed about it. I'm about to tell you of some unprincipled, unscriptural things that I've decided to do, and I'm going to blaspheme the Holy Spirit in trying to hide it behind Him. But I've prayed about it. Um, you cannot go in a, live in a carnal manner and expect to engage in, a, in spiritual warfare. It is just not possible. See, Pastor, why are you saying all that? I'm saying all that because we lose spiritual battles that we don't have to lose. We, we are defeated in areas that we don't have to be defeated. There are victories we could have if we would just engage in prayer as a Christian has the opportunity to do. We make the Christian life a lot harder than it really is. Tonight I'm going to show you some very practical things about prayer that I want us to see, I want us to get, and I trust that it will make you more effective in your prayer life. 
you'll have victories in your prayer life. And, 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 and couple this with what I, what I preached Sunday night. If you were not able to hear that Sunday night, I trust that you'll go back on our website, through our app, listen to it, because that always praying, that praying always, we talked about how we should always be in a state of prayer, and it's, and it's not a, a, a time where we, we well, I can't do anything else. It's, a, it's, a, it's an attitude. It's a spirit about us. Tonight, I want to focus on praying always with all prayer and supplication, okay? We have put on the helmet of salvation. We, we're holding the shield of faith. Our feet are shod uh, with, the, with the preparation of the gospel. We, we've done, we've picked up all of the warfare. Now, we're not just putting it on to pass dress inspection. We have put it on because we want to engage in the battle. We want to engage the enemy. We want to move forward for the cause of Christ. We want to advance his agenda. The Apostle Paul said to Timothy, be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. But we, we, we are to engage in a spiritual warfare. Now, we have all of the armor, and, I, and of course, I, I, I'm not taking time tonight to teach all of that, but I want us to get to the part with all prayer. What is the Bible saying? Praying always, we've already covered that, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Let me read to you Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. What wonderful promises we have. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Do you know prayer is just asking God? God, would you? God, could you ask? There's a lot of things <clears throat> that we do not get in our Christian life simply because we did not ask. What, what is it that you have not asked God for? We talk a lot, man, we really need this to happen. We really need this to happen. Well, stop talking about it and go in your prayer closet and ask God for it. This, we know this, don't we? We understand that prayer is asking. And some will try and say, oh, that's just oversimplifying prayer. And it's, Why do we always have to overcomplicate the things that God has not complicated? The Heavenly Father wants us to talk to Him. Uh, when, you know, I still have children at home, and when they want something from me, uh, they, they ask. They don't have to get into some trance to communicate. You know, they don't even have to light candles in the house to get the mood right so that they can ask me what they need. They ask because they want it. Um, I'm not telling you if I give it to them or not, but they ask. The primary purpose of prayer is to ask God. Now, stay with me because I want us to get this. This is the limit to how most Christians pray. They really don't have a consistent prayer life until they need something. Now, let me stop there and say, I'm thankful that I have a God who still hears those prayers. 
And when we fail in our relationship with him and we have a need that we cannot provide, part of why God allows that to happen so we're reminded we have to have him. So if you're facing something in your life, you need go ask him. But if we're honest tonight, and I'll, and, and I, and I'll speak in, in generalization, as Christians, this is the limit to our prayer. This is how we understand prayer. We teach our children, if you need something from God, you ask him. And we ought to teach our children that. We ought to teach them, if you need something, you go to God, and God wants to give it to you. Your Heavenly Father, it, it, He's benevolent. He wants to provide for you. He wants to give you. He wants to. We can talk about miracles that have taken place, and it's simply because we asked God for it. We can talk about blessings that God has bestowed, and how do we receive them? We simply asked God for it. Instead of looking at other, other Christians sometimes saying, well, I don't know why everything works out. Maybe they're asking God more than you're asking God for things in their life. But a lot of times we just look as Christians, we say, we just ask. But I want us to look at prayer tonight in that phrase, with all prayer. There is more to prayer than just saying, I need. Now, we ought to do that. We ought to ask. We ought to seek. So we, sh we shall find. I'm not minimizing that. I'm not preaching against that. We should do it, and we need to do it. But if we are going to engage in spiritual warfare, if we want our God to do supernatural things that, that brings victories, that helps us avoid defeats, to see the miracles really done, then the Scripture says, praying always. That's, that should be the top of our priority, with all prayer. Well, I just asked God for it, and then I just forgot about it, and I don't understand why nothing happened. You know, we pray for God to bring revival in our nation. Right now, there's more hashtags about Christians praying for it. I'm just talking about it amongst independent Baptists, praying for revival and setting up. We've got to pray about this with, with this person and this for this person, and I'm not certainly not against that. So why are, don't things happen? When's the last time you as a Christian remember you, your prayers, moving something that otherwise could not have been moved? Churches, if we really want something, and I believe I'm, I'm going to put my finger on the night of why, uh, maybe there's things that we could have more of if we would engage in spiritual warfare with all prayer. And not just, Lord, give it to us. Lord, would you give it to us? Oh, it's time to pray. Lord, would you, would you give it? Now, again, I'm not minimizing that. The rest of my Bible study will put that into context. Prayer is asking. But when you're going to engage in spiritual warfare, the Bible tells us on the end of the armor dressed for war. Are you with me? There's some specific things that are said about prayer Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 1. Acts, chapter number 1. Acts, chapter number 1. We're speaking, a very important chapter in the Bible, Acts, chapter number 1. Jesus has just ascended into heaven. 
Jesus just told them to go reach the world, win the world to Christ. Tell, tell them of, preach the gospel to them. Look at verse number 14. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, Mary, and with his brethren. Notice, they continued in prayer and supplication. We see that word supplication in verse number 18. All prayer includes, number one, all prayer includes supplication. Say, so what is supplication? Very simply put, it's begging. It's pleading. It's making an urgent plea. It's just, we know that we can ask God for something, don't we? We've already read the, 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 te- the scripture, Matthew 7, says ask. Knock. But all prayer if you're going to engage in spiritual warfare, if we really want the hearts of men to turn to God, if we really want the backslidden heart to soften, if we really want lost to come to Christ, if we really want the miracles to be done, if we really want God to do a supernatural work, if we're going to engage in prayer that keeps the devil away from our home, away from our children, away from our families, it's not enough just to say, God, would you do it? We need to engage and bring about all prayer, including supplication, including begging. Why was that first church successful? Why did they make a difference that the New Testament church, generally speaking, does not make today? They were engaged in all prayer. They didn't just have a prayer meeting to say they had a prayer meeting. They had a prayer meeting and they begged God. They didn't ask. They begged Him. They pleaded with Him in an urgent manner and they continued in that prayer. It's not enough to come in on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, just just pray our little prayer and ask. We should ask. We're told to ask, but if we are going to engage in spiritual warfare, if it's going to be more than, don't I look good in my armor? Don't I have my, doesn't my helmet of salvation look nice? Oh, you like my new shoes I got shod? These are my spiritual shoes. Look how, look how shiny my shield is. Oh, I sharpened my sword. I've got all the, I've got all the armor. Look how good I look in it. No, we're to put on the armor to engage in battle. We're to attack the gates of hell. I wonder what would happen in Sunday school classes if Sunday school teachers realized I'm not just teaching a lesson. I'm engaging in spiritual warfare for the hearts, the minds, the lives of those little boys and girls that are going to sit in my class. I wonder what would happen in our ministries with, with bus captains and bus drivers and bus workers if they just didn't look at the bus ministry as a time to check a box or they realize that I'm not driving a bus. I'm not, I'm not picking up boys and girls. 
just to bring them to have an activity. I'm engaging in spiritual warfare. And I don't just have to, I got to do more than just ask God to do something. And then just in passing say, okay, I've read every name on the list. I've asked you, God. No, if we're going to engage for their hearts, their minds, their souls, their futures, for their homes to be reached with the gospel, somebody's got to pray with prayer and supplication and beg God and plead with God. And realize that every day there's an urgency that I've got to go to God. And can we, don't we say, and don't we say amen, and don't preachers, don't we, are going to be good at saying these statements like, oh, God can move the heart that nobody else can move? Certainly true. But do we have enough people willing to engage in spiritual warfare begging God to do it? Pleading with God to do it. Prayer and supplication. It is begging. It is the urgency. It's like this. It's as if soldiers are on a battlefield. They know the next morning they're facing the enemy. And it's a great enemy. And they know there's a good chance they could be defeated. There's a chance they could lose their life. They're in that foxhole, and, and, and it's dark, and they know that next day they're facing the enemy. So what do they do in that fo foxhole? They say, huh, well, God, I'm just asking you to take care of me tomorrow. Okay, guys, what do y'all want to do the rest of the night? I've never been in battle, but I've read enough history to hear testimony of what goes on in those situations. All night long, God... God, there's no atheist in the foxhole. But yet we're engaging in a spiritual warfare where the eternal souls of men are at stake. I wonder how much supplication is going on. I know it's prayer, prayer convicting. It ought to be convicting. Oh, but we, we need a revival in Jacksonville. How much begging? I believe there's asking. We all know we can ask. We all know we should ask. But I wonder how much begging there is. I wonder how much urgency we really feel. I wonder how much supplication is going on when it comes to the needs of the church for God to provide so that we can reach more people with the gospel. I mean, after all, mine are saved. I just don't feel as much urgency. Mine have gone through the school. I just don't feel as much urgency. Here's the key to victory. And let's bring it closer to home. In our own life, things that we need in our own life, things that we want for our children, things that we want for our grandchildren, things that we want for the people who are closest to us. Yes, you can ask God, and you should. But if you're going to engage... In spiritual warfare, all prayer is on the table. Not just asking, but prayer and supplication. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 reminds us, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. 
Supplication is asking, 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 asking until either God answers or removes the desire. That urgency. Urgency. Number two, we look at Mark chapter 9, verse 29. This is simple stuff. This is stuff we've all heard before. It's what we all believe. But this is where we get down to whether or not we're going to win some spiritual battles. Teaching on the subject like this tonight. Mark chapter 9, verse 29. And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. I'll not go into the whole story we see, but of course Christ is performing miracles. And there's a question about how it's getting done, and the simple answer is in verse 29, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Number two, all prayer includes fasting. Prayer is asking. Ask and you shall receive. What a privilege. But if we're going to engage in spiritual warfare, if we're going to engage the enemy, if we're going to win battles for Christ, all prayer includes prayer and supplication. All prayer. Prayer and fasting. And our Lord tells us that there's some things that will not come about except for prayer and fasting. What our Bible is telling us, what our Lord is telling us, that there's some things you can ask for. You can ask for anything. But there's some things you will not get an answer for unless you pray and fast. There's a lot of people, they want power of God. They want power of God, but they don't want to. They, they've got the helmet of salvation. They've got the right sword. They've got the shield of the faith. They've got their, they got their feet shod. They've got the breastplate of righteousness. They've got the armor on, and they pass inspection, but they're not going to engage the enemy because... All prayer must be used. There are some victories, Christian, that you're not going to have in your life save prayer and fasting. How badly do you want something from God? How bad do you want it? Well, Pastor, I want it bad enough to ask. Okay. That's a good place to start. But how bad do you want it? I want my children to turn, turn out for God. Okay, wonderful. You got that on your prayer list every day that you ask, but how bad do you really want it? Pastor, I want God to provide for our church. I want God to do something in our nation. Oh, what's going on in our nation grieves me. And say, oh, we need to pray. God, would you just straighten all that out? But there's no supplication. And certainly, there's no fasting. Fasting is a way we prove to God the seriousness of our prayers. All prayer. If we're going to engage, if we're going to win victories, if we are going to uh, not uh, avoid defeat, and if we're going to have victories for God, advance His cause, there are some things that it's not going to come about just because you put on the armor. You must put on the armor because that's a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual matter. 
to have the shield of faith. It's a spiritual matter to have the sword of the Spirit. See, carnal Christians are not wearing the armor. It is, it is a step in the right direction. You've at least got the armor on. Now, in order to have victory, we've got to engage in all prayer. Prayer and fasting. Well, we want revival or we want the power of God. Are we willing to fast for that? You know, you know there's, we ought to fast for, for, for those things. But you know, there's probably things in your life That'll be so serious to you and that you ought to want so badly from God that you're willing to say, I'm going to break up my routine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the next 24 hours. I'm going to take the next 48 hours. And, and, and it's another time to teach for, uh, and another time I'll, you, I can teach longer on fasting. But the fact that I'm going to interrupt my schedule, I'm going to give up something to show God that I'm serious about this. We can ask, how long does it take you to ask God for something? Not very long. God, would you do this? But put that ask with some begging. Put that ask with some fasting. Well, I prayed and God didn't, God didn't, God didn't answer. Well, how bad did you want it? What price were you willing to pay to have it? I want God to do so. Okay, prayer and fasting. All prayer. If we are going to engage at some point, we've got to bring all prayer into the picture. Because our flesh is no match for our adversary. That's why we're given the armor to begin with. So that we can quench those fiery darts. But God did not give us armor just to withstand the attack. He gives us armor so that we can engage in the battle. Uh, I'm not the first to say it. It's kind of obvious. There's no armor for the back of the Christian. We're supposed to press forward. And we can keep from being defeated. We can have victories, but we've got to bring all prayer in. In Luke chapter number 11, if you want to turn there, there's an interesting story, an interesting illustration that the Lord uses when it comes to prayer. He begins in verse number 5, And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves? For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Verse 8, I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity... He will rise and give him as many as he needeth. What the Lord is saying there, he's, he's going to give him the bread so he'll go away. Not because he's his friend. All prayer includes importunity. 
You say, what does that word importunity mean? Webster's 1828 dictionary defines it as pressing solicitation, an urgent request, application for a claim or favor which is urged with troublesome frequency. If something is important, we will keep asking. We keep coming and asking. We come back and ask again. We keep coming back and we keep asking until our prayer is answered. If we're honest, most of us pray just a couple of times and then we move on. Well, I guess God wasn't going to give that to me. Well, how bad do you want it? All prayer includes, number three, includes importunity. Well, I have my prayer time. I ask for this and ask for this. Wonderful. That's a great promise we have. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. But to really engage in spiritual warfare, that which you and I can... See, we got to be reminded what we see, what we don't see in the spiritual realm is really more real than what we actually see. I'm thinking of Daniel praying and waiting on the answer. And when the angel finally brings the answer, he says, well, I was battling trying to get the answer to you. That didn't stop at the end of Daniel's life. If, if, if we are really going to be able to have success as a good soldier of Jesus Christ and have the armor on and and have all the pieces in place, but then what are we going to do with it? We've got to bring, if, if we're going to engage the enemy himself, then we have to battle with all prayer, which includes importunity. Philippians 4, chapter 6, last one we'll look at tonight. Philippians 4 and verse 6, excuse me, Philippians 4 and verse 6, familiar verse of Scripture. I already quoted it to you. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Number four, all prayer includes thanksgiving. When we come to God asking for something, we should be thankful to God for the fact that He has answered prayers in the past. Giving thanks is an essential part of prayer. I used the illustration earlier about having children still at home and they just ask when they want something. And every once in a while it's nice to say, here, thanks for what you have done. I don't, I don't say that's like they'd ever do that. That's not what I mean by that. But we've all been in that situation. If you have somebody that's always asking, always asking, always asking, always asking, always asking, always asking. I don't know about you, but my mood's like, no. Now I'm glad God, God's ways are different than our ways. But I do believe thanksgiving, thankfulness, gratefulness, is an undervalued, underrated act in the Christian life. God puts more of a premium on it than you and I 
realize. Being thankful. Ask. Aren't you glad you got a God you can ask? But if we're going to bring all prayer, you know, if we're going to accomplish for the Lord as a church what we want to accomplish, I'm just going to tell you, we know this, but the devil's not going to sit idly by. He's going to do everything he can to stop, to thwart, to hinder this church from moving forward and fulfilling what God said we're to do. He's going to do everything he can to cause the Christian to stumble. He's going to do everything he can to take, for us to take our eyes off of where our eyes should be. He can do everything he can to cause the Christian to be weary and wear doing, to, to, to use fear and guilt and all that. He's going to do everything he can. He is the prince and power of this world. And he, con- he controls. He's going to do everything. If we're going to do more for the cause of Christ, he's going to do everything he can to stop it. Well, I guess we should just quit. And go, no, 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 no. Let's keep our armor on, number one. But if we're going to win the victory, if we're going to win the battle, our prayer lives have got to be more than just, hey, God, would you? Now, I use as an illustration. I think it was Sunday night. I can't tell you how many prayers I've had answered because God's just such a good God. I just say in passing, God, I really would like to have. Or I need help here. And I don't even think it was really, it was a prayer, but I didn't, Take time to really pray. But God is such a good God, He answers prayers like that. But if we're going to win in a spiritual battle for the lives of people, the futures of people, we've got to have the armor on. And I think in our independent Baptist churches, we're missing what I'm preaching on tonight. Because we're good at making sure we got the armor. What are we doing with it? We ought to be engaging the enemy. How do we do that? We've got to bring in all prayer. Prayer and supplication. I wonder what would happen if every person here tonight, every person listening, every member of Emmanuel Baptist Church, we all got on the same page as they did in Acts chapter 1, and, they, and we're going to pray and beg for God to do something. See, part of the problem with, with, with what, I'm, what I'm teaching tonight, ties in with Paul warned Timothy not to be entangled because you'd have to turn the TV off long enough. Well, I had my 10-minute prayer time. Well, how bad do you want it? Are you going to beg for it? Are you going to ask him again and again and again? God, I know I asked you 722 times already today. But I'm asking you again. You know, how about, how about uh, every time it hits, it, hits, it hits the hour? I'm stopping because I'm burdened about something. God, I'm asking you on every hour for you to do this. Or I'm going to, oh, there's, there's a spiritual war waging. For the, for the souls of men. 
For, 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 and, and mom and dad, you need to grab a hold of this because whether you're, if your child's in that nursery, the, the devil is already after them. And you may sense like everything's okay at home, but I promise you he's knocking on the door. Certainly don't invite him in. But there might be some times where you might have some very early mornings when you say, God, I really want this, and I'm begging you for it. I'm begging you to do something. Well, you think of miracles and healings that God has done. You point to what He has done, and it was more than just saying, okay, God, would you? There was fasting involved. There was begging involved. There was asking over and over and over again. There was acknowledgement for what He has already done and the goodness He has already bestowed. What I'm teaching tonight, I don't think is anything new. But I don't know if it's been taught into context. If we're going to win battles, we've got to bring in all prayer. More than just the privilege of prayer. If we're going to win, if, we're going to, if, our, if, our, if our nation goes to war, and our nation has certainly been in wars in the past, now World War II comes to mind, and the dropping of the atomic bomb, and I've read several, certainly several books on, on World War II, and you have some opinion of should it have been done or shouldn't it have not been done. Well, if you're going to win a war, bring it all in. Let's not play around. Let's win. Drop three if you need to, but let's win. Why don't we approach the spiritual battle that way? Well, I got my armor on, and I look good, and, and, and God, would you? Why don't we bring it all? Because there's lives at stake. There's souls at stake. All prayer. Praying always, that should be our first resort. But with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Uh, what do you need tonight? What's your family need? What's your home need? What's a burden on your heart? What's a burden in our nation? What is it? And I, and I get asked, I get a text, an email, a question, Pastor, when is this going to come through? When is this going to come through? And this, you know, I, I'm concerned about that as well, and I give the answer best I can, but, you know, have you begged God? Have you asked over and over? Pastor, that's your job. Well, it, it's, it's part of my responsibility, but is it our church? Pastor, I, I can't go out. I can't work the bus ministry like I used to. And we've got to, we've got to let... Well, you, why don't you pray? We've got to quit letting that go in one year and out the other. Well, I can beg... I may not be able to, but I can beg God. Soften a heart. I can beg God to provide the funds for new buses. I can beg God to put a hedge of protection around the minds and the hearts and the lives of 
the boys and girls that come to this property every single day. I can over and over ask Him. I can over and over say, God, would you do something? I can, I can beg God that He would raise up men to preach the gospel. I can beg God for, for boldness. I can beg God for power. Are we going to win the spiritual battle or not? You can't win it without all prayer. Nothing new tonight, but perhaps in a way that we haven't heard it before, but a good reminder. And I pray that something said tonight will stick with us. If we're not burdened about something tonight, when that burden comes, may we remember that it's going to have to take more than me just saying, God, would you? God, could you? Now, he could answer that. But if you study the Scripture, some of them we looked at tonight, there's some things He's not going to answer unless there's prayer and supplication, prayer and fasting, importune prayer, prayer with thanksgiving. Let's bring it all so that we might save ourselves from defeat. We might win victories. Hope this is a help to us tonight. Father, I pray that you'll allow these truths to help us. I pray that we'll grab a hold of them. And uh, may victories be won.